Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Clips of the week coming up next segment, but we'd like to welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show right now, Joe Getty. Joe Getty, born in Italy, but raised in Chicago. Uh, got into radio after leaving the Little Rascals, but before he started the movie In Cold Blood. Oh, I, I seem to have I seem to have mis- gotten mixed up your bio with Robert Blake's bio. I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. you you talk to Mark Leibovich, you dirty dog, without me. Oh, geez, and I've made so many people mad. I wish you were here so you could take the brunt of the anger. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that. He went on a bit of an anti-Trump tirade there at the end, which had nothing to do oh. with uh, the other stuff, and and oh. uh, people are pissed off, and I only wanted to talk to him about the other stuff, and yeah, uh, he's an anti-Trump guy. Shocking. Yeah, um, there are some. I mean, yeah. Especially, especially among mainstream media personalities, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to read a lot of angry texts. That's what you're going to do. So where are you? Why are you not here? Everybody's asking. Well, I'll give you the short version. Uh, A good pal of mine, a good old buddy, is a major league umpire. And uh, I always tried to go to spring training to hang out with him for a couple of days, watch some baseball, uh, play some golf, keep him company, that sort of thing. And a couple of years ago, he switched from the Cactus League in like uh, the Phoenix area to the Grapefruit League. So I'm in uh, beautiful Florida, USA. As you can hear in the background, probably, I'm at a, a stadium because he's working the play today. It's the uh, 
Boston Red Sox home away from home in Florida. They're playing the mighty Blue Jays of Toronto. And if and if you've never been to a spring training game, it's really really cool. It's, it's sometimes it depends on the teams because the more popular teams like Boston Red Sox hugely popular, but some teams you go to, it's like going to a little league game except it's major league players. I mean, it's just a few of you sitting on metal stands watching it. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, it's really grown. When was the last time you were at spring training? A long time ago. Yeah, because it's it's grown exponentially. I know virtually all of the stadiums in uh, the Phoenix area have, have gotten much, much bigger. Oh, really? There, there are teams like the Dodgers and Cubs. You've got to fight and claw for tickets. Oh, it's yeah. Hard. I, I know the super popular teams, but that, that's why I go and root for uh, your, uh, 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 who would be a really, uh, Minnesota Twins. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just emerged into the sunshine here at the stadium. Wow, this is a cool little stadium. You know, it's it, it looks very much like a AAA stadium, um, you know, if you've ever been to one of those. Um, nice, uh, nice park. Anyway, so what about the new rules where there's only one strike this uh, year and uh, you can catch it on a bounce and it's still an out? Is that some of the rules that they That's put in place? Not precisely correct. Um, although the whole pitch count thing and the guys can't step out and adjust their elbow pad every single damn pitch, and the pitchers can't step off and glare at the guy in first uh, first base twenty times, all the umpires are crazy in love with the rule changes. Oh, they really? love it. Really? It's a little more intense because they have more to pay attention to, and you got to keep track of how many times a guy did this or that. But the you know the average time of games has dropped a lot. Two and a half hour games are are back to being a reality. Well, it's same as if you remember basketball pre shot clock. I mean, it's just something that needed to happen. So. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everybody seems to be really pleased. I haven't talked to any players about it. They're not going to talk to me, but um, uh, all the umps are, are loving it. So, anyway, beautiful day, too. My gosh, it's going to be fun. I just walked by the uh, one of the concession stands and smelled some ballpark dogs, and now I am hungry. Oof. Uh, yeah, I would eat I would eat a hot dog normally, but I had Kentucky Fried Chicken for dinner last night. Ooh. Uh, did they... Did the, the, the colonel change his secret recipe? I don't know what happened, but... Added added an eighth spice and it is a laxative. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm just aging. It could be that. Hey, so uh, I got a couple of newsy things I was thinking of talking about just sure. real quickly, and then we can get back to uh, to baseball on Florida and that sort of thing. But um, number one, I was flipping through the newspapers of our nation, the New York Post. Their lead story was about some high school teacher who is dirty texting. Some of the kids, allegedly. Yeah, I saw that story everywhere yesterday, and I thought, why is this uh, getting so much attention? Oh, yeah. The number one story in the nation, and this is the New York Post that broke the Hunter Biden laptop story, that's uh, doing the Twitter file stuff and doing it brilliantly. I mean, great, great history-making journalism, and their lead story is woman shows boob to 16-year-old. I mean, okay. All right. But then the New York Times, speaking of Donald J, caught my eye. Yeah, um, I've been talking the, about the, this a lot. Uh, oh, really? The indictment? The the coming, perhaps, indictment? Well, it's, it's less perhaps than the New York Times. Well, the New York Times has the word could twice in their freaking headline. Um, and so I switch on MSNBC today, and for the 150th freaking time... It looks like Donald Trump is going to be indicted. And I thought, how do your viewers put up with this 
twice a week for six years, you claiming that the president's about to be indicted. You got to be dumb as a dog to leap at that bait. I mean, anyway, but so I'm reading this article in in about, you know, the, the strategy and it's all about the Stormy Daniels thing. Yeah. And uh, and you had to go like 15 paragraphs into the story where they explain how the hell some porn girl saying, uh, you know, you got to pay me off or I'm going to tell people that right. we were doing it. I mean, you got to get 15 paragraphs in before they explain how the hell that turns into a felony. Right. Now, have you, have you talked about that at all? Uh, uh, just the fact that uh, Mark Halpern was writing that the New York Times points out it's a very complicated and unusual legal concoction that would lead to an indictment, for one thing. Yeah, yeah. There's another term for that. Crock of crap. <laughs> I mean, so the, there's a misdemeanor, which is misreporting expenditures for a business okay you, you you called it legal fees and it wasn't legal fees okay that's a misdemeanor nobody cares you don't even get a traffic ticket the only way that becomes a felony is if you lie if you commit that alleged dishonesty uh in aid of committing a different crime which would be campaign finance violations for misreporting where that money went Right. So it's like, oh, you're going to get a jury of 12 to sit there, put up with all that, and convict somebody of a felony for that? Or politically, even without the criminal part of it, just the political part of it, for the first time in our nation's history, we're going to indict a former president, although by the time this actually goes to court, he could actually be the current candidate for the Republican Party, or even president. You're going to break uh, that history of not indicting presidents over this? Yeah, I know, I know. Can you and imagine the, the political who, reaction there, there would be to that? Well, and especially since it's a guy who vowed to get elected, I'm going to get Trump. Okay, all right, so this is your effort. It's just, it's just tawdry and sad. Well, I can tell you the coverage is always, they, talk, they always use the term hush money. Donald Trump likely to be indicted in the hush money case with Stormy Daniels. They always uh, inf- imply to their viewers or listeners that hush money is a crime. Are you following the Tiger Woods story? It's the same sort of thing. You can make an agreement with anybody uh, for for money or, or what, however you want to do it that they don't yeah. talk to the press about your relationship. That on its own is not a crime. Well, to the extent that it can be a crime, Trump would be the victim. That's extortion. So, I mean, it is such a stretch to think you could get a jury of 12 people to convict of it. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's, you know, it's this uh, DA trying to get votes. It's MSNBC getting viewers. It's the New York Times getting clicks. It's just so obvious. You know, if you're going to scam me, try not to make it so obvious you're hurting my feelings. Yeah, just again, talking about it politically. So if, if the, for the first time ever you have a former president or sitting president indicted, you know, if it's around the... Uh, uh, Election stuff in Georgia, maybe you could make an argument that that's important enough. Uh, or, you know, if he had colluded with Russia, which he didn't, maybe you could. But you can't, you can't do it over. He had sex with a porn star and lied about it. You, you, no way. I mean, there'd be a political eruption in this country over that. Yeah, yeah. It would just so trivialize just all of those issues you're talking about. I just, it's so hard to picture. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's just, it's sad. And, and you talk about, you compare 
this great breakthrough in bringing Trump to justice with the, the gravity and, and, and size of some of the allegations through the years. He's a Russian mole, right. for instance. Right. No, he misfiled some paperwork, which could conceivably mean, oh, please, stop it. So do you think the average... Well, are there many people that think Donald Trump didn't have sex with Stormy Daniels or, or care? I don't think anybody cares. No, I I can't even imagine anybody caring. I mean, it's not like this is not like the evangelical leader of some conservative Christian college and it looks bad and his you know followers are aghast or anything. Everybody knows he, he played around. So, yeah, it's just. <laughs> Did he you just didn't want to piss off Melania. <laughs> did you exactly? Did you see Trump's statement about it? Uh, I read part of it in the Times. I mean, because he he did the usual. It's a witch hunt, and uh, you know, it's uh, uh, people that want to stop the MAGA movement. Blah blah blah, um, all that. And then he said, "And Stormy Daniels, who I wouldn't even have sex with, by the way." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always, work, again. <laughs> he's always got to work in something like that. Oh my god! I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, I can't, I just, I can't believe, and, and the listener might be thinking, well, if you can't believe your time is being wasted by this, why are you talking about it? It's like the lead political story oh, yeah. in the nation. Oh, are absolutely. you kidding me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you think in, in, in China, which is preparing for the great conflict of the 21st century, they're worried about whether Chairman Xi filed his paperwork correctly? Of course, you know, he'd put him in a gulag if they did, so it's a poor comparison, but we're, <laughs> we're not a very good superpower at this point. So what is your plan to sit there and watch baseball games all, long, all day long, eat hot dogs and drink beer? Sounds like quite a day. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take in the game, and uh, then we're going to go hang out at uh, a friend of my, my buddies and uh, maybe squeeze in some golf at some point, but just chill out, honestly. It's just a long weekend with too much uh, airplanes. Um of uh, chilling out watching baseball, honestly. He's got the plate today, so um, I'll be the one guy in the uh, stadium rooting for the umpire. I can't... I know I know, I know. know you're aware of this. I can't imagine even like an hour of what you're going to do this weekend, let alone three days of it. I haven't done anything like that in, well, 13 years. My son just turned 13. Which is right. <laughs> Which Now you fully understand the thin smile. I used to give you 20 years ago when you were explaining what adventure you were going off on for the weekend, flying with friends or going with friends to such and such. And I'm like, yeah, I'm changing diapers. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, I'm not changing diapers. Uh, luckily, I'm not changing diapers with a 13-year-old, but I am still quite busy with a number of things. Yeah, same theme. All right. Era. Well, uh, yeah. th that's just guest Joe Getty, who starred in the uh, movie Electric Glide and Blue as a cop. Now, that is Robert Blake again. I keep getting you two mixed up. And by the way, I didn't kill my wife, but if I did, it's because she deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have fun and tell us about it on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Right. So uh, a little bit later, we're going to talk to one of our favorite political analysts. Analysts? Analysts. Uh, Gary Dietrich about the uh, state of politics and a whole bunch of different things. Um, so that'll be good. We got clips of the week coming up next, which is always great. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just read the most stunning thing from NASA about an asteroid that might hit the Earth years from now. Get to that story a little bit later. Holy crap. How come this isn't our lead story today? Anywho's, we're going to talk to Gary Dietrich, who we really like, about politics and a number of different things coming up. But uh, now it's time for something we do every single Friday. Love this. A fond look back at the week that was. We call it Cow. It's Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, lift off. I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. We got more to do. I'm determined to finish the job. It's four years later. How articulate is he going to be? How forceful is he going to be? How strong is he going to be? I want to be president because this country needs to make an economic U-turn. Black Californians could be paid $360,000 each as part of a reparations plan. The hilarious thing that came out of this is that it's almost entirely white people that canceled me. Good morning, Joe. Yes. Yeah, it's I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of journalism. The war uh, which... Uh, we are trying to stop, and which was launched against us using Ukraine. <laughs> We're 2-0 and in world wars for a reason, and I can tell you that when the United States decides to crank up its industrial military complex, you know, everybody clears their desks and does nothing but focus on an enemy, it doesn't go well for whoever that enemy is. Police found Latavia McGee and Eric Williams alive in a small house. 
We need to unleash the fury of the United States on these narco-terrorists, and we're going to do it. Stand aside and let the United States do what has to be done to deal with these groups. I think China, the Chinese Communist Party, is the one that needs to pump the brakes. Conventional wisdom was, the more you bring China into the world order, the more they're going to change. And that assumption was just plain wrong. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. I think it's bull****. When you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted. What the hell's going on? 100% voiced and powered by AI. This is Radio GPT. Having my baby with Nick Cannon. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. You know what you don't have? You don't have no heart. You ain't got two balls. No, they're not. No, they No, they <laughs> You think no. you're smart? You think you're funny? No, you're, you're not. You think you're funny. You Third, throwing the statement you need to shut your guy. mouth yeah. because you don't you're know what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. <laughs> if I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweat. <laughs> Chris Rock, like a lot of great comedians, I know the punchline of that joke. I've heard it now ten times. But it's still funny because his delivery is so fantastic. That's what you got to have to become the super famous rich. NASA is monitoring an asteroid that could collide with the Earth on Valentine's Day 2046. And they say there's a 1 in 400 chance of it happening. A 1 in 400 chance of it happening? That seems pretty high, doesn't it? Have you seen the movie Don't Look Up? This seems like that moment. And talk a little politics with Gary Dietrich, among other things, coming up. A 1 in 400 chance, Valentine's Day 2046. Mark it on your calendar. That's when it all comes to an end. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The budget I'm introducing today is going to reduce the deficit by nearly $10 billion, or $3 billion, or trillion dollars over 10 years. Not one of those numbers is right. That's Joe Biden. He's the current sitting president. Among the lowest approval ratings in a first term of any president in modern history, he does fewer press conferences than anybody since the invention of television. He's in his 80s. He regularly falls upstairs. And tries to talk to dead people. But he is apparently going to run for re-election. And somebody is going to run against him as a Republican. And to discuss that and other political things, we bring in Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst, back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gary, how are you? Good morning, Jack. And uh, yeah, 24, bro, is now, that train is pulled out of the station. On both parties, there's no question about that. You know, it's interesting. Clearly it has. We're going to talk about Ron DeSantis is in Iowa, but... I came across this stat the other day. Four years ago at this time, there were 13 declared Democrats already to run against Donald Trump. By the way, none of those 13 were Joe Biden, the guy that ended up getting the nomination. So I don't know if politicians are just deciding, hey, we don't need to get in so early or if there's something particular about this cycle. What's your take? Well, let's start on the Democratic side, okay? because the speculation, as you know, has been rife that somebody was going to take on Joe Biden. Now, you do have Marianne Williamson. People won't even remember that name, but she's a Democrat, not an office holder that is already declared. And the polls show Joe Biden currently has a 70-point lead on Marianne Williamson. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's because 90% of people can't remember her name. But but God God bless her. But the point of the matter is, um, everybody, everybody has been waiting, Jack, to see, you know, what the Biden camp was actually going to do. Were they going to run? I mean, you've heard a lot of people say definitively, oh, he's definitely not running. Well, I'll tell you right now, um, it, it, by all accounts, I think there's a widespread agreement that he's in. There's been uh, meetings have been going on in the White House for months, even before the midterm elections, which was really kind of the linchpin. Uh, what, what, when the Democrats ended up avoiding the massive red Republican tsunami, that really, Jack, was the tipping point when the Biden people said, you know what, we're not that weak, we're going for it. Yeah, I, get that com- I get that completely. I mean, what, what's your argument other than his age for, uh, for getting him out of there? And also, people, you need to separate the stories of how many people want him to run Versus how do you stop him if he wants to run? I mean, those are different things. I believe that Chuck Schumer doesn't think Joe Biden should run again or or a variety of other people. But if he decides he's going to run, you can't. How are you going to stop him from running? And it would seem he wants to run. Yeah. And just the institutional mechanisms themselves, Jack. I mean, the idea that the Democratic National Committee, the Democratic Party writ large, 
would say, you know, thanks for coming, Joe. We're going to move on to somebody else. That just doesn't happen in politics. Right. It just doesn't. I mean, I, you know, could somebody, a la, you know, a Ted Kennedy that took on Jimmy Carter in 1980? Yeah, but Jimmy was much weaker right now. People forget that than Joe is perceived. Now, those poll numbers, you know, they don't, they continue to be under 50%. They're not good, you know, but, but the reality of it is that, you know, the, the midterms, it seems counterintuitive, but they saved Joe Biden's political career. I mean, the fact that he avoided that, everybody pretty much agreed. Had they, had they lost the Senate, that is the Democrats, along with the House, um, and done poorly in some of these key states, I think that right now you'd be, we'd be having a very different conversation about the future of Joe Biden. Uh, right. And so the the thing that's hanging out there all the time because of his age and how he's aging right be, before our eyes. And that's that's the risk that I think that a lot of Democratic w- leaders worry about is he has the big moment that really does his, him damage, you know, on a major debate or a major speech or whatever, where he just crosses some sort of line where enough of America says, all right, he's too old and he's already the guy. What do, what do they do then? Well, I think I think that's why, you know, you 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 clearly have people who are planning, you know, who are, are mapping out Plan B. You know, were something to happen, I mean, you know, we're a long ways away from November of yeah. twenty four. It doesn't seem that way because we're less than twelve months from the primaries. But if something happens, Jack, you you obviously have the obvious default, and that is Kamala Harris gets Kamala Harris gets promoted as you know the next alternative. But she's not going to be the only one. I mean, you know, at this juncture, you know. <laughs> famously, you know, California's Governor Gavin Newsom gets up and looks in that mirror every single day and sees a future president, as they used to say at the Kennedy School at Harvard. He does. And he's running what, by all accounts, would be called in politics a shadow campaign, right? He's taking out the ads in Florida, in Texas. He keeps talking about national issues. Heck, he's he's not even going to do a state-of-the-state address, a typical state-of-the-state address next week here in California. He's going to do a tour, of our three major media markets, L.A., San Diego, and San Francisco, announcing new policies on homelessness and this and that and other thing. I mean, it's essentially campaign-style events. Yeah. So, you know, he's waiting in the wings, and should that door open, even a crack, you can bet your life that he, as well as Kamala and others, would be immediately thrust into a Democratic presidential primary. Well, so there are different scenarios. So, like, if, if Joe Biden drops dead, obviously you got that situation, he's gone. Um uh, or, or you know, falls, you know, does the Woodrow Wilson thing. You know, you have a stroke and you're bedridden and you can't be president anymore. But if he just has a, like, really horrible senior moment that's just kind of inexcusable, you can't have that guy be president. But if he still wants to drive, how do you take away dad's keys? I mean, so then somebody would just, are you talking about people just running against him, even though he would still run and getting a nomination? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think there would have to be a, at this juncture, a real, real groundswell of support. And by that, I mean, you know, like this happened sometimes in the past. You know, the Democratic leadership on the Hill going down to the White House and saying, Joe, this is not, you just can't do this. You know, and even if he continued to, you know, look, there have been broken conventions. I mean, you know, it's, it's like it's possible to get to that de- nomination floor next, you know, summer, and for Democrats just to say, you know, we're going a different direction. But that's a long ways off. Sure. There'll be an, a lot of speculation. But suffice it to say on the Democratic side, those two names we already mentioned, Harris and Newsom, and there would be others, but those would certainly be at the top of the list. They are waiting in the wings. Now, on the Republican side... Well, I want to you know, jump in with this real quick, because this, yeah, this is kind of my dream, and tell me whether I'm right or wrong. I feel like a DeSantis-Newsom race... 
would be good for the country in so many different ways that wouldn't we end up having a national conversation about two starkly different views of politics? You got the California style government, you got Florida style government, you got the way Florida handled the pandemic versus the way California did different economies, different, all these different things. And we'd really get to discuss all these issues. Am I wrong or would that be good? Well, I, I think many of us, Jack, in the political realm, actually believe that that is coming. Does it come in 24? Does it come in 28? But I think that it's been very clear. I mean, this, you know, these two boxes have been, you know, sizing each other up for the last 12 to 18 months mm. extensively, as you know. I mean, I, I think the inevitable Newsom-DeSantis face-off is going to happen at some point. Okay. When did these, these guys are both relatively young. They're still both in their governorships, you know, but they are, they are clearly the rising stars in each of their parties, and, and I think that face-off is very likely to come. Does it happen, or do we do yet another, which is, you know, if you, you know this, Jack, the polling on Trump v. Biden, like who wants that race again, is like nearly zero. I mean, nobody wants that race, but it may be what we end up with next year. Who knows yet? You know, uh, but, but that's, that's where we are. On the, on, the, you know, on the Republican side, DeSantis is out there. He's in Iowa today. Uh, you know, I, as I tell people, I love me some Midwest, and I know you do too, brother. We both have roots in Kansas. But nobody goes from Florida to Iowa in the dead of winter just to do it. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, he's on his book tour. Somebody says, well, he's on his book tour. Somebody tells me on air this morning, well, yeah, he's on a book tour. But how many people are going to buy your books in Iowa versus New York City? Okay. Right. So he's going to Iowa. You know, the, the DeSantis train has been pulled out of this station. He's starting a 60-day, I mean, People think this is wonderful. In Florida, they only have a 60-day legislative session. That starts. And so, you know, his, he, his people have said, if there's an announcement, it's going to come after this session. Well, do the math. In about two months, I think you can expect there is going to be a campaign kickoff for Ron DeSantis absent something really weird. So uh, we have seen a lot of, man, this guy's going to be big. Wait till he gets in. About a lot of different people over the years, as you know, whether it's Rudy Giuliani or Fred Thompson or uh, or uh, Rick Perry or Scott Walker or just so many names. Wait, Jeb, but wait till this person gets it. And then when they get in, they're just not as good at it as you were thinking they might be. Is there any chance that it happens with Ron DeSantis? Or do you think he's tried and true enough that you can count on him being a big deal? Yeah, I think there's always that opportunity for the, that kind of a screw up to happen. I mean, you listed a lot of good, good examples of it. But I do think there's a sense now in which DeSantis' run-up to this, you know, sort of like I think of it as sort of like a taxiway, and then you get on the runway. I mean, he's been – that plane's been rolling down the, the runway and picking up speed for quite a while now, and especially because he's taken on these national issues and has been seen as a national spokesperson for a lot of them, right? And now he's even got the ongoing feud going with the guy on the left coast named Gavin Newsom. I do think that he has his national chops, as they say, you know, he didn't just come out of the closet overnight. So I think he has been road tested some. The national media have gone after him for an, a lot of months. Sure. You know? So he's already kind of he's already run that gauntlet. You know, he's certainly been under the microscope a lot. You know, you, if there is there was giant extra dirt to come out on Ron DeSantis, you would expect that to have happened already. So I do think there's a certain vetting process that he's already survived that probably puts him in better stead. The last thing I'll say is this, you know, Florida ain't, ain't, you know, Florida ain't Wyoming. I mean, you know, it's a big pivotal political state. He's now got the thing solidly in red control. I mean, it's really remarkable when you think about it, Jack, that the Republicans control every statewide uh, office. 
both houses of the legislature. He won his own race in the fall by almost 20 points. I mean, this guy, you know, I mean, you he's in about as strong a political position as you could be to launch a national campaign. Well, he's, it's the mirror image of what Gavin Newsom's got going in blue, blue, blue California, where the Democrats control everything. Um, we haven't mentioned one word, which it's kind of shocking we've made it this far without. I don't believe we've mentioned the T word, Trump. And so uh, he leads a lot of polls. Do you have to take on Trump to get the nomination or can you just be an alternative talking about the positives of you? Or do you need to just go right at Trump, do you think, if you're DeSantis or DeSantis or whoever else? Well, I'll tell you, DeSantis' people have done an absolutely masterful job at that alternative of just ignoring Trump to date. Now, if he gets in, that won't be possible. But up till now, they haven't taken the bait when he's gone after DeSantis, which, as you know, Trump has. I mean, they have just basically, we're going to run our race, and that's it. And ideally, if you're running any campaign against Trump, ideally, that's what you want and have to do. If you get into the boxing ring with him, you know what's going to happen. I mean, it's just going to be body blow after body blow. The challenge is going to be this, Jack. If there are more than one viable alternative, that's what happened last time. And that's when Republicans say, you know, if we have if we split up the vote, you know, that's going to be a problem. Trump will get his 35, 40 percent or whatever, potentially the nomination. If there's one alternative that people coalesce around, there's a much better chance of unseating Donald Trump. Some people in the party love that idea. Some people hate that idea. They think Trump should get another shot. But those are the political realities of it. If you split up those primary delegates and the primary vote, it's going to be a lot harder because there is going to be a Trump base that turns out. Well, Joe Biden finished, what, fourth or fifth in Iowa and then fourth or fifth in New Hampshire and then ended up getting the nomination. Trump, on the other hand, barely finished second in Iowa, then went number one, number one, and just started to roll. If I feel like if Trump starts to roll early and it finishes first couple contests, everybody's just going to think, okay, let's just just get around him again. I think, but that's a long way from. Well, if you got you know you got you got Iowa. I, I think some of those early tests are important, but they're not definitive. But then some of these things start to move to the south. You know, where you would you would think DeSantis would have a really strong base. And by the way, there's other things, there's other factors that we may not have time to get into today. But there still is a host. And a new thing came out yesterday about New York. Is Trump going to have to go before the grand jury? I mean, there are so many potential landmines out there still for the former president that he's going to have to navigate over the next 12 months. That a lot can happen in the public perception between now and people start voting. But remarkably, Jack, that voting starts in less than 12 months for the primaries. So if you want to know what Gary thinks about a big political story, because he usually tweets about it, at Gary Dietrich, G-A-R-Y-D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, at Gary Dietrich on Twitter, nonpartisan political analyst. Gary, thanks for coming on today. Okay, buddy, talk to you soon. Yeah, well, there is that. I mean, there are some landmines for Trump. But if none of those happen, and so far over the last six years, even though the New York Times claims it was about to all the time, none of those landmines have gone off, I think Trump's going to be really, really hard to beat. I still think that. I think he's just going to roll through. If I had to bet today, that's what I would bet. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's always ugly at the end. A guy said that to me years ago. Joe and I were leaving a radio job that uh, was not working out. Uh, They weren't letting us do what we wanted to do and blah, 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 blah. So uh, it got a little uh, complicated at the end of leaving there. And a guy said to me, it's always ugly at the end. And, And I, geez, I was 25 years ago or something like that. And it is stuck in my head because I've seen it happen with, uh, luckily not with career stuff, but with relationship stuff, unfortunately, um, in my life and other people's lives. It is always ugly at the end. I mean, it's really difficult to not have the ending of some, uh, you know, entanglement where it doesn't get at least a little bit ugly. And I'm reading this story with Tiger Woods and his girlfriend that he's been with for, what, six years? Long time. They look like a serious relationship. And as I mentioned yesterday, this is a weird thing to say, but because she's not hotter than she is, it makes me think it was like a real serious relationship. I mean, she doesn't look like a stripper or something. Um, She's a very attractive woman, but, you know, he's an attractive, rich guy. So anyway, um, I think it was a real relationship. Well, something happened and they they, they, they decided to break up, which which happens as we all know. And uh, she is now suing him for $30 million, $30 million. And she's asking to be let out of a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA, non-disclosure agreement that her people say he made her sign in 2017. Uh, There's another way to uh, word that if you want to, that you willingly signed. He asked you to sign and then you willingly signed. 
is another way to phrase that. But she's saying that he made her sign a non. Well, he, yeah, he probably was saying, if you want to date me because of my life, you got to sign this. She's claiming that there was an oral agreement. In other words, he said he could live with her for however many years and that the value of that would be $30 million because the state is so fancy. Yeah, you were in love. He said, I want to be with you the rest of my life. That doesn't mean you get free rent for that certain amount of years and you get to add it up if things go differently. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, turns out. What an ugly situation it would be to be rich and famous and dating. Hello, this is Robert Blake, my cockatoo Fred, sitting on my shoulder. You guys, you're the show that I like so bad. Now, final thoughts. Robert Blake, man, I, when I was a kid, he was one of my heroes. I thought he was just like the coolest guy in the world. Uh, I'm the host for Final Thoughts today, since Joe isn't here and there's only two of us. Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Keep thinking about the spring training, and uh, Joe and his friend... They need to just both put on umpire gear and just kind of switch. Go. He goes out for once, then his friend goes out, then Joe goes out, then his friend goes out, and just call exactly. the game that way. Exactly. Let him have a turn. It's like uh, it's like uh, when they do uh, the rock and roll uh, camps where you get to go to pretend to be a rock and roll star. You get to pretend to be an umpire for a day during spring training. That'd be fun. Um, Robert Blake died. The actor, if you know who he was, he was he was quite the character including the fact that he probably murdered his wife and got away with it because she was such an annoying presence to the jury. But um, I don't know if the TV show Beretta holds up. I'll have to give it a look. I guess it's on Disney. I don't know if it holds up in the modern era, but his portrayal of one of the killers in In Cold Blood certainly holds up. Uh, If you ever want to check that out. He died yesterday in his late 80s. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If you want to buy any swag, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com. That's a pretty cool thing to do. Thanks to everybody that works on this show because I couldn't do it by myself. And we will see you on Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It is what it is. Well, can I can I make a, a very obvious point? Breaking news! It's cold. There's no doubt in my mind. That was really cool for me. Okay. Come on, guys. No, 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 no. No! And now... Court be adjourned. Have a great Friday, you mother... It's over now. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.